real life superpowers if you're still uh, hesitant and you're still afraid and you continue to live your old life maybe uh, the moment didn't come when you really understand that you can't do this anymore but better if you not if you don't wait for this moment because time flies and uh, the most precious thing is your time uh, so uh, better if you actually see some examples maybe you can get some inspiration from this and you just start to change hey everyone we have a special episode today We've interviewed over 30 peak performers, and one thing they all have in common is their visceral belief that if you can dream it, you can do it. Typically, we interview tech entrepreneurs. I think that's probably because it's our personal landscape. But every once in a while, we get an opportunity to interview someone from a whole other universe. And this episode is such. In it, we speak with Anastasia Stefanova. She's an engineer at the Institute of Biomedical Problems at the Russian Academy of Sciences. She's a space journalist, co-author of the book, I Wish You a Good Flight. She was a test subject in the first-in-the-world female dry immersion experiment at the Institute of Biomedical Problems. She's a health and safety officer and crew journalist in the international project Mars 160, through which she spent 80 days at the Mars Desert Research Station in Utah, 30 days at the Flashline Mars Arctic Research Station on the uninhabited Devon Island in Canada. She's also spent 120 days in isolation as a mission specialist in an international isolation experiment. And on top of those, she is also a rescuer at the Public Search and Rescue Squad Space Reserve and an ambassador of the charity product Unity, helping to send children's dreams to space. What a character. When does she ever sleep, right? I'll step out of the way and let you listen to this amazing woman. I think listening to her will help you look within. Real Life Superpowers So Anastasia, welcome to Real Life Superpowers. Thank you so much for inviting. What are you up to these days? Um, well, uh, just today I finished my 24-hour shift uh, as a duty technician in um, a dry immersion experiment. We simulate microgravity effects on human body. So um, I was not the test subject, but uh, now I was on the other side. I was actually taking care of security and health of the test subject. <laughs> oh, right. Like, uh, that, that sounds like my day. <laughs> so what is the effects of gravity? Well, we simulate the negative effects of microgravity, which is uh, muscle atrophy uh, and um, also the hypokinesia. Uh, basically, uh, we have the big bath filled with water uh, and covered with waterproof um, foil. Uh, then you put there a human <laughs> uh, and uh, dive in uh, the full body, except your head, of course. So uh, basically you're floating and uh, you have to stay there for a couple of days. Uh, and uh, I think the longest one was 56 days uh, and uh, the shortest three days. Uh, so you just stay there. They bring you food. They bring you toilet. They take you out once um, in a day uh, for maximum uh, 15 minutes to take a uh, shower. And shower should be all in horizontal position. So um, 
there won't be any effect of the kind of of the gravity because you, it's not really uh, um, a natural way to be testing gravity because I, I'm thinking it's kind of like cheating because they're also in a form that they're not and also not moving and anything else like do, how do you take that into account? Yes, I mean uh, we need to move as minimum as we can. So uh, what uh, the negative negative effect uh, most of all it that of course your lower part of your, your body in microgravity suffers a lot since you don't use your legs much. Uh, here on Earth, we use um, all the muscles of lower part for our pose, right? We standing, we're sitting, and uh, all those muscles are working all the time. And uh, in microgravity, we don't need to use that. The same when we use uh, when we are in dry immersion experiment. Uh, dry because uh, we are not touching the water, but we are in the water. And immersion, it, basically, we are immersed in, into this bath. <laughs> so that's why it's called like that. And the first experiments actually were wet immersion. So uh, it was terrible because you have to stay in the water for a couple of days. Of course, you have uh, skin problems, etc. But it was back in the uh, 70s. So now it's uh, all... Um, much safer, but it's still not so easy as it seems. Many people think that, oh, you're just uh, kind of on a floating bed. So uh, what's difficult in it, in this? But uh, it's really um, crazy how your body starts to react to this uh, kind of uh, extreme environment. And uh, in the first couple of hours, you start to lose a lot of uh, liquid. Basically, you pee a lot because of the redirection of uh, liquid in your body. So uh, since water pressures your pressure on your um, legs, on your lower part, so uh, your body wants to get rid of this uh, extra pressure, it starts to lose uh, liquid to get rid of the liquid. So you pee a lot, up to two liters in a day. And uh, that's also really crazy because you just went to the toilet well, I mean, went. They bring you special uh, <laughs> equipment for that. Um, for women, it's complicated. By the way, uh, this dry immersion, I, I just finished. Uh, I mean, in October, I was the first uh, female test subject ever in the world. Can you imagine 50 years of space exploration, of space flights? And um, so far, nobody did it with uh, women. This is This is really fascinating. And I'm sort of wondering... Like, what is your motivation to do this? Of course, I want women to be more um, in in the space field, uh, in science, especially uh, among cosmonauts or astronauts, uh, because uh, so far it was, um, I mean, they were saying that, oh, it, it's more complicated to bring women to space. Uh, it's easier with men and et cetera. And we need to uh, study uh I, I mean, female body better, and we need to write new protocols for women, and etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So, um, yes, it's a bit more complicated, but not be- because we are like that, because it wasn't being done. I mean, uh, so uh, we need more statistics, we need more data on how uh, female body um, reacts to uh, this kind of environment. And, um, of course, we can bring many uh, women into space. We can bring all the equipment, all the scientists. That's why we simulate uh, kind of uh, microgravity effects here on Earth in this kind of experiments. 
and uh, I was ready to uh, be the first test subject to actually prove that we are not uh, worse or we are not better. Uh, we might have the same um, reaction as the men. Uh, so there is nothing to be afraid of. And how did you end up, you know, volunteering and finding yourself being the test subject? Oh, it's a long story, but I was dreaming about space since kid. Uh, but then it was um, not the best times in uh, Russia and USSR. So I, I actually went to journalism, but space journalism. And after that, when I graduated and uh, worked a bit, uh, I understood that uh, life is too short. You need to follow your dreams. And um, uh, I think it was, yeah, it was 2013 when there was uh, more uh, private space companies announced and more possibilities for um, people who are not involved in the space sector to actually participate in the projects and do something which I did. Uh, I applied. There was a controversial uh, Mars One program, which now is uh, freezed and or closed. I, I don't know which way is <laughs> the best to describe it. And after the Mars One program, which planned to send humans to Mars, it was a private company, but they didn't get enough funding, so nothing happened. But I uh, passed all the rounds, so um, I was kind of in the finalist uh, of 100 people around the world. And uh, when I started to do that, I understood that you have to believe in yourself and actually work hard and uh, maybe you can actually achieve and change all your life, like totally change it. So when I involved in all of that, I uh, understood that I need to also to try different uh, projects because if I just fly for one and then like Mars One, it closes, I will be like with nothing. And uh, I didn't want to have that. So um, there is also Mars Society organization in the uh, States, in the United States. And uh, they have simulation of Martian station, like Mars research station in Utah desert and in uh, uninhabitable island in Arctic, where crews actually go uh, and live for, like a Martian life, like they are landed on Mars and they explore the planets. And uh, you can go out only in spacesuits. Uh, you have limited uh, food, water, internet, everything. What is a Martian life? Like, what is that? Well, it, it, it's, I don't know, have you seen Martian, the movie? Yes. <laughs> well, uh, of course, not as uh, hardcore as in the movie. <laughs> but there is, a, like, for example, imagine um, six, crew, six people as a crew fly to Mars. They land there and they start to live there and explore the planet. Every hour is scheduled and uh, you have to go out in a spacesuit, like it's called EVA, extravehicular activity, and uh, search for life. So basically, uh, you climb the hills, have uh, samples of uh, soil or, or minerals, then you bring them back to laboratory examine. And um, we actually have uh, been doing the protocol uh, of uh, searching for exobiology, a protocol of, of exobiology, which is searching for extremophiles, microorganisms who survive in extreme environment. Right. And it's so fascinating how they behave, uh, where you can find them. And they reminded me so much of us <laughs> also surviving. 
They, they were probably yes. the first organisms to try to float like you did. But the, the thing is, I'm, I'm trying to get, like, I'm a big fan of Alone on the History Channel, right? So uh-huh. I'm trying to imagine, because I can't do more than that. I've seen movies, but now I'm talking to this real-life person who can tell me, what do I have to know to survive in extreme situations? Like, not, not what am I looking for? Like, every day I go out of that ship. And I have to put on this suit and I have to be careful that this happens and what kind of weathers and what kind of surprises, like, like it's, it's actually living there. So what, what are the biggest challenges? Like you have to know survival kit to be there. Yes. Before I went there, we actually spent uh, three months there in uh, Utah desert. And then we spent, uh, supposed to spend also three months in the Arctic alone on, on an island. And before that I finished rescue courses. So I became a, like a first responder because I understood that there will be a lot of hazards and uh, I want to be sure that I can help my crewmates and myself and that I wouldn't, you know, just freeze or become hysterical or do something that won't help at all. And uh, of course, there you have to take care of uh, how much food is left and uh, to all the supplies you have. Take care of the water, of all the technical equipment. If uh, something gets broken, uh, that can be a, a big danger to your life also. Apart from that, you need to do the science because that's why you're here. And uh, also be a nice crew member, be a nice person, which is not always easy because you're stuck with five people. They're all different with different nationalities, language, uh, skills, and uh, personalities. So um, this is the crazy thing because no one thinks of it. How <laughs> do you survive? Not even physically. Let's talk about mentally. Like, how do you get the mental power to physically be alone and motivate yourself every day, even not on Mars? Let's even talk about you know the Antarctica or any place that you've been in. How do you do that? I think it's it's motivation, like what really drives you. If you do that only for money or fame, that won't last for long. Uh, and it's not the best idea. But if it's really in your mindset, um, in your heart, and you understand that you do something so extraordinary, so rare, and that even if it's a tiny uh, chance that that might help for future exploration of space, uh, and you're playing a small part in it, that's also amazing. Uh, because I'm a fan. I want to see people living on different planets. And uh, I want to see, you know, governments fighting not in the wars, but uh, fighting over next giant science discovery or, uh, yeah, something, a new invention, but not what we have now. And um, when I was living there, Although I, of course, I knew I'm on Earth, <laughs> but sometimes the realism that you're on Mars was so, um, so real. And, uh, I think I had the best times there, although it was hard, but still it was one of the best, uh, moments. And you grow a lot. Like every day you learn so much from your crewmates, from different skills that they, uh, show you. Like you have to be also, uh, with geologists, like working on a field. And so, you know, you need to know some geology. Then you're working with microbiologists or with engineer. And it's so fascinating that you learn every day. Um, I think it's a really, it's really great. Plus, uh, you have informational 
detox. <laughs> so you don't have yeah phone, you, doesn't work, internet, just to send emails, that's it. So that's really good. <laughs> But yeah, you can get that at Burning Man too. Like you're talking about like a real life superhero, right? You're like, you're like, uh, I don't know, Bruce Banner. Like where did that come from? Like I understand how the motivation, you know, on day 12, you're saying yourself, you're doing something big in their life because you are actually doing something for the, you know, global and good, which is humanity. unbelievable and much appreciated when spoken to directly and unappreciated by most people. But where did that come from? Yeah. Like, who do you want to save? I hope you do, by the way. <laughs> uh, well, it came from uh, science fiction novels, from uh, Ray Bradbury, you know, from Arthur Clarke and um, from uh, Gerbert Wells, uh, I was a fan of uh, science fiction books when I was a kid, and um, I was uh, reading about uh, perfect worlds, or well, kind of perfect, you know, where, when people um, mostly doing uh, science, art, when they stop fighting, when they explore, and uh, when they're much more intrigued by what is out there in the universe. So um, I was thinking that when I grow up, uh, for sure, I can go easily to the moon base uh, or to Mar Mars base, but nothing changed. Our progress in the space industry really froze. And only now with Elon Musk and Jeff Bezos companies, there is something new. But for 50 years, there was nothing new and it's crazy. So I'm sort of curious what house you grew up in, because I think a lot of children uh, tell their parents at some stage that they're going to be an astronaut. And it sounds like you probably did too. And I'm not sure what most parents say, but what did yours say? <laughs> well, I didn't say I want to be an astronaut, but I just wanted to travel uh, out of, uh, <laughs> I mean, to travel to space. Like back then, I didn't have this word astronaut or not. I just wanted to see with my own eyes amazing worlds that, Uh, you read in astronomy books, like different planets where uh, conditions are so uh, exotic to what you have on Earth. And you start to imagine, oh, how would I uh, behave there? Or, or I wish I could see that with my own eyes. Um, so, yes, my, my parents, they also um, uh, loved science fiction, but they don't work in a uh, space field. And when I changed my life from uh, journalist to, <laughs> I don't know how to call myself now, because uh, in the uh, last five years, I became, uh, I got my bachelor's degree, second degree in engineering. And so I became a test subject. <laughs> I don't know if it's, it, it's not a profession, but it used to be a profession in Soviet times. <laughs> so they're very happy for me and proud because they see that I love what I do. And I think that's the most important Is that the message that they always like, sort of conveyed to you as a child? Like, go do, go, go be you uh, and do what you love? Or did they like, or did they present obstacles or be more grounded? I know my dad always encouraged me. My mom was a bit more uh, on the side of, you know, traditional mom when they uh, tell you, oh, uh, when you're going to have kids <laughs> and etc. But then she understood that I'm uh, more uh, into career, well, in a good way, into my passion. And then she understood that uh, when time comes, it comes. So uh, she, I think long time ago, stopped asking me, Anastasia, come on, you have to get married and get kids. <laughs> so. And there may be some good Martians out there. Yeah, yeah. Who knows? <laughs> so, like, you were a journalist. 
how does one uh, become a test subject and you know actually take that path like can I just go and uh, and, and and submit a form uh, and and start getting tested on like I'm, I'm, I'm doubt that's that simple well yes actually if you have a good health you can you can get into those programs really yeah uh, like with Mars society they uh, have this base in Utah Mars desert research station and And they are um, hosting uh, teams like uh, every two weeks. Uh, our mission was long one, but uh, if you want to just go there with your crew uh, and live a Martian life for two weeks, you can do that. You just pay money and that's it. You're paying to be tested on? Well, not. For Mars Society, it's not a test. It, it's uh, you're, you're using their base for your um, research or for your film or for anything like that. So that's why you're paying. When I was in, um, in our mission, uh, I didn't pay anything because it was idea of Mars Society that they want to have like real Martian mission and with a crew for a long duration. So of course not. Uh, when I'm a test subject, they pay me, not, uh, not the opposite. <laughs> uh, but actually with Mars Society, they, uh, they just covered our uh, flight expenses Et cetera, but we were totally volunteers, so uh, it was like true passion and uh, because Mars society is a non profit organization, and they're doing really great stuff so and uh, Robert Zubrin actually inspiring and uh, Elon Musk was also at Mars society conventions in the past, and he still supports uh, and donates uh, money for Mars society so um, yeah. <laughs> Wow, so do you think there's a lot of people out there who are like you? How much do you think like people choose themselves over you know humanity? I think there's a lot of um uh space enthusiasts for sure, or a lot of people who want to uh think of something bigger because what's happening now in the world is quite sad, and uh you don't want <laughs> to be in this world all the time, of course, you want to to think of a brighter future. And what can uh, it be? Uh, of course, I think space exploration. Like on, on, on that sense, it's really interesting for me because you're, just, you're talking about like, how do you not become pessimistic that all your goals and dreams of utopia will become, you know, uh, real when you see everybody now, you know, I don't know, on the pandemic talking about something that, or how do you perceive the, the going to pandemic, you know, towards your goals? Like what? What do you see as, like, what is it in your opinion? I think the pandemic just showed to humanity that uh, we need to work much more on uh, our uh, intellectual uh, level. Or, because, I mean, if you had much more advanced technology uh, and science and uh, medicine, we uh, could solve this uh, coronavirus thing uh, in a couple of weeks, not, not what we have now. So I hope that the world understood that they need to invest into other fields, not what we had before, like con- consumption uh, society. But why are we so stupid? You're correct. But why are we not doing this? Like still, you said that, but it's not happening. Why are we so stupid? Because it's a long-term uh, revenue, not a short-term, you know? So you can't be sure that uh, it will be successful. With the science, you never know. So... How do you still believe saying that? Because you're actually doing this. You're investing your body, your life, your mind um, to something that's 
the most important thing that people don't understand right now because it's long term. And you may not enjoy that. I hope you do, by the way, and I wish you do. But you may not enjoy that. You may not enjoy the 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 solution that you are helping to study. So, like, you know, why uh, isn't everybody in that in mindset? Like, why can't you persuade people? Because you're definitely very smart and you're definitely very powerful on the mindset. Because I, I I'm not as much. So, so like, why why can't you convince other people that that that's what we have to do? Because you know what, people, when I give a lot of uh, public talks here in Russia, and uh, there are always uh, a question from uh, audience, always uh, the same question: Why we need to invest into space, into science, if we have so many problems here on Earth? Or, uh, come on, we are so primitive here. Why we need to go to Mars? We will, uh, um, like, uh, also ruin uh, Mars the same as we ruined uh, Earth here. <laughs> so, yeah, there is a lot of like that. Um, it, it's a philosophical question. I mean, I'm uh, trying to convince people by example, by things that are happening. Of course, uh, not always I have, uh, you know, 100% energy. And of course, I have ups and downs. But uh, I don't, I can't imagine any other way, uh, you know, living. Because what's the point then? What are you preaching? I mean, you're also saying that you, you give a lot of talks. What are you trying to advocate for? I'm actually, I'm talking about my experience. I, not only my experience, but in general, all these isolation experiments, uh, which, uh, again, simulate uh, space flights, uh, what risk we encounter, uh, what surprises we have, how the human factor affects all of that. Um, now I have also about dry immersion experiment, um, other talks about uh, to follow your dream, not to be afraid to change, like, uh, really 180 degrees um, your life. Uh, I changed it in uh, when I was 28. Uh, and uh, back then I was just a little bit scared because I was thinking I'm not so young, but still when I imagined that I will live not, I will live not my life till 60s or 80s, that scared me more. <laughs> so I said, no, 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 I'm changing it. And uh I need to, you know, try. So uh, because many people come to me and uh, many young, well, young, 30 years old uh, people, they lost. They're going to uh, work just to earn money. They not really enjoy it um, because in the past they chose professions that uh, are good for earning money, but they didn't choose it because they really uh th because it's uh, their passion and uh, after many years of doing that of course they're lost and not very happy so they ask me how did you come to this how you can change it so what do you tell them? well i say that uh you really i guess if you're still uh hesitant and you're still afraid and you continue to live your old life maybe uh the moment didn't come when you really understand that you can't do this anymore um, but, uh, better if you not, if you don't wait for this moment because time flies and, uh, the most precious thing is your time. Uh, so, uh, better if you actually see some examples, maybe you can get some, um, yeah, inspiration from this and you just start to change.
So what if like a person, you know, they, they yeah. feel like they're, you know, just going to their day job and, you know, they're frustrated because it's, it's just money, but they don't know yeah. what they want to do. The, the worst problem that people don't know what they want to do and who they want to be. And also I have uh, advice for them, uh, not the science fiction books, but go back to your childhood because when you're a kid, you don't have uh, the mindset um, that is uh, from society or from your parents. You're quite um, uh, clean uh, sheet of paper <laughs> and you just explore the world. If you like something, you like something. And actually, I help a few of my friends with this advice. And uh, my other friend, she uh, started to be an artist. And she's like, yeah, I love to draw a lot. And I was like, okay, then just start to do that. And um, maybe I think, I hope that's uh, one of the um, secrets <laughs> to actually find yourself, to go back, back and uh, um, remember what you really wanted to do, what you enjoyed to do. Yeah, and I think also you're saying something really special because you're saying a lot of people are going to be, quote unquote, lucky enough to make that uh, step out of their comfort zone because it's just become unbearable. And I think you're saying, and tell me if I'm wrong, that it doesn't have to get to that point, you know, that if the person is enough, you know, reflects enough and looks within, then they're able to sort of ask themselves, am I content in what I'm doing or is it just about the money? And if it's just about the money, then that can just can't be a good enough answer for because life is short. Yes, exactly. Uh, but, but Earth, Earth at the end of the day, if it will explode, I promise you everybody will work on Mars. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, you know, I think a lot of people listening, they may be tapping into something that they like, but then they're frozen because, A, it takes a lot of courage to go and quit your day job. And B, okay, even if you do, you, you can't be an idiot. Okay, so quit your day job and now what? I know. know. Just, That's you know. how she did <laughs> Yeah, of course, you don't do that uh, without having anything. And you back up. Like, you, you first uh, do the research and maybe find uh, some job that, of course, if you start a new career, you wouldn't have the same uh, salary as at your job that you're quitting, right? But also... Get, be ready to accept that, maybe to start living first, not as good uh, in terms of money as before. <laughs> like I had also this period um, when I had to study and I had to quit my job, but have like a part-time job. Um, and I understood it's uh, not so bad. I mean, um, you just don't um, spend money on uh Things that actually not really um, needed for you, you, you can enjoy life uh, without money or doing something more, um, much simpler. I don't know. It, it, it's really an amazing process how you explore yourself and life. And you, you spend all your time actually not um, on uh, going to restaurants or other things, but uh, since you're on a new path, so you spend all your time studying or uh, working towards your new goal. Uh, and um, I think if you do it with, like, really honestly with your heart, like, for me, life always were sending me... Uh, I don't know, the green light, <laughs> new opportunities. And uh... Yipish once said, by the way, that why spend money on things you want to do? If you can do what you want to do, you won't spend money. Meaning that if you're, <laughs> if you're getting so much money to fly to space at the end of the day, 
then why not work in flying space and then you have very little things to spend money on? Yes. Yeah, because people tell me, oh, Anastasia, why uh, don't you just uh, open like uh, some business and then you get uh, $50 million, you pay for a space flight, that's it. Uh, I was like, well, it's not the point just to fly uh, for uh, as a tourist for two weeks um, and being not helpful at all because uh, most of the tourists who flew to space, they were just, um, you know, hanging out there, but they didn't do uh, any uh, useful work. So <laughs> I was like, okay, I mean, of course Maybe that's cool, <laughs> but uh, I, I, I want to have, um, you know, yeah, more... Um, Important job, I guess. What do you think? We're going to be able to live in Mars. What do you think? Yes, we were able to get to the moon back in 60s with the computers that we have now. Oh, my God. I mean, we could do so much better. Yeah, but like, will, it, will we see it in our lifetime? If all goes good with um, uh, American private space companies, yes, we will be able to see that in our lifetime. If uh, now something happens with the world, I don't know, you know, everything can happen. And um, they just uh, stop to put any money into space program, then, um, yeah, maybe we're not going to see it. So So you're saying if things continue the way they are right now, like if something doesn't disturb, we should be good. Uh, well, I- yeah, if uh, Elon Musk is do- continues to do what he's doing now uh, and he has the success, he will have the success. Also, Jeff Bezos with Blue Origin Company, uh, they're kind of like competitors, uh, which is good. <laughs> so, yes, uh, honestly, all the hopes so far for, um, for them. Will you go? Oh, for sure, yeah. <laughs> Even if you couldn't return? Like for Gagarin. Uh, flying first time to space was also one way ticket like it was so nobody knew uh, what what is there and uh, he already said goodbye to his family because he also understood that he might not come back so uh, with mars we never been there and it can be the same I hope that not. But you're going. Yes, if the program, uh, the technology is... Uh, we just have to do a few weeks of technology. I'm there. <laughs> like, that's it. Yeah, if it's safe enough in terms of that they really do a good spaceship, good station that will, you know, keep us alive there. Not like uh, in a horror movie, you know, when you just go there and die. <laughs> that's no point. Yeah, I can relate to that part. You know what? Yeah. What is your superpower in I, I your opinion? Have, I don't have. Honestly, I'm I'm a normal person. I have my lazy moments. Oh my god! I have my lazy moments, and and I'm you know, sometimes I'm laying on the couch eating uh, potato chips and watching some crap on uh, YouTube. Yes, like cat videos. And I was like, oh my god, Anastasia. <laughs> Can you ask me if I would go to Mars right now? Ask me. I, are you going to go to Mars? No. Okay. Yeah. No, okay. I'm, I'm, That's I'm, your superpower. <laughs> Holy superhero person. Your powers, you're a superhero. In my sense, you are challenging nature and the universe, and you are winning in the meantime because uh, you're doing it. And but wait, I'm still going to make your life difficult. Like, you can't. What are you, what are you pretty good at? What I'm good at? Yeah. I'm good at, uh, like, being a good crewmate. Like following all the um, routine procedures, learning new uh, experiments and stuff. 
I'm really enjoying it. <laughs> I'm good at writing, actually. So, I mean, well, people tell me that all my stories from Mars are, they really loved reading them. Um, and they are waiting, everyone waits for me to write a book, but I don't have the final, you know, final chapters for the book. So I'm still hesitant. <laughs> um, and uh, I'm uh, still learning how to be an engineer. It's really hard, just imagine, from a journalist to become a engineer so i'm still um coping with that yeah but uh, i understood that there is no boundaries so if you want you can you can do it just uh, a lot of work and uh will <laughs> and what what's your script tonight um i don't know how to say i don't know <laughs> i can yeah as i said i can be sometimes lazy and then I'm argue, you know, I'm angry at myself. Like Anastasia, you've been not productive this week. What's going on? <laughs> and, uh, but uh, was today a productive day? I think eighty uh, percent. Okay, I, I, okay, fair enough. I, I thought you would say not really. Also, I'm. Uh, I used to be more emotional. I was expecting a lot from people. Like you know, you have high expectations, and I think it's a bit naive or. Uh, yeah, a naive way of looking at life. I will say that I am guessing a small part of you um, is willing to leave Earth because in a sense, you don't believe in people that much and you're sort of okay with foregoing, you know, relationships with human beings. <laughs> no, I love people. Uh, yeah, I guess it's all these uh, science fiction books. <laughs> I, I'm I really happy when I watch movies, you know, when we travel from one planet to another on the cool spaceships and everyone uh, wants, they're doing what they want to do. And it's so cool. And I was like, wow, I wish I could live in this place. But now actually after my uh, recent isolation experiment, it was last year. We've been in a space station totally locked without any sunlight for four months. <laughs> so, yeah, after that, I became more wise. <laughs> so I don't expect, uh, I don't have high expectations from people anymore. <laughs> and uh, I'm much more um, patient, I guess. I'm much more understandable. And uh, I, uh, yeah, I understand that life is much more complex and uh, human psychology also like you can do one thing but then it doesn't mean that you're a bad person or a good person it can be uh, it's it's not only black and white there's also gray gray colors <laughs> between it's complex so what's next for you I'm hesitant. Uh, recently uh, Russian Space Agency announced a contest because they want to be first before Tom Cruise flies to ISS to shoot a movie. So Russian Space Agency wants to be the first who film movie on International Space Station. And they announced contest that uh, they're looking for women uh, actress or you can be just talented. And uh, they want to send her for two weeks into space <laughs> to film a movie. So yeah, and all my uh, friends say, come on, apply. But it's so, uh, you know, I look at this and I understand that it's really unrealistic. <laughs> so I have to say something. The last thing I want you to do is to send you to Mars. And, and, and I'll explain. I would love you to preach as much as possible why you're still on Earth. Because now that I have children, the between your humility and optimism and the uh, expectancy of nothing or minimal from other people of this feedback and 
doing and challenging yourself every day is something that I, there was a point in time where you heard a lot of people talking about that when there was, you know, global communities or national communities. And we don't hear that enough. And I really feel that this perspective is a lost perspective for a next generation where people can also be good people, challenging people, um, and, and doing things, um, I wouldn't say for greater good because no one has to do for the greater good, but just doing things mm-hmm. because of, because they believe in them. Okay. And not because someone else believed in something and it's cool. So, you, yes. so like, like <laughs> just for that sense, as much talking as possible and as much expressing what you, you're, you're uh, uh, feeling is something that I would, I like, like for me, like, I don't know what your end goal is and, and that, like, I, I believe in any goal you would do, but um, but if I would, for my personal interest, have an end goal, it would be hearing as much as possible people having that kind of sight, which is incredible, and that's like a definite uh, superpower, in my opinion. You're too nice to me, honestly. <laughs> well, I had my portion of negative feedback when I started my path. Everyone was like laughing at me. What? You want to go to Mars and etc. So uh, for those who listen, um, I just I think my advice, don't uh, read comments. Don't listen to those people who don't believe in you or, or uh, in your passion. Just continue to do what you do. And I hope that you will still have few friends next to you or your relatives who supports you because that's important but yeah and society changed like uh, in 2013 and now uh, space is much more uh, in trend than what it was seven years ago and now I don't uh, get such a feedback as oh you want to do this because you're uh, just a woman who is not married I was like what the bullshit is that oh my god you know that's so bad or you're just doing this because you're bored and uh, much worse comments I wouldn't even <laughs> talk about them so yeah just um, I guess more information more talking about that helps you're right so uh, we'll continue to do that. Nobody still gives me a ticket to space. So I'm still here on Earth for me, maybe 10 or 20 years. Who knows? But I love Earth. And I just think that we should move on uh, in terms of like before we were exploring different continents. And now it's time also that we can go further. That is amazing. And I'm thinking also people listening to you are at, at the very least going to be motivated to explore themselves. Yeah. When you explore the world, you explore yourself. That's for sure. Amazing. Thank you so much for doing this. We really appreciate this. And, uh, you know, maybe we'll regroup again after you, you know, you know, just achieve a few more milestones. I don't even know what's in store for you. Okay. Thank you so much. It was really nice, inspiring conversation for me. Uh, you're re- really warm and nice people and with uh, interesting questions and uh, uh, I enjoyed it. <laughs> Thank you. In the meantime, just appreciate it so some, some people can be optimistic. Thank you. Uh, well, add me on social media. We can be friends. Yeah, we're going to be friends. <laughs> okay. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Real life. Superpowers. Superpowers.